1: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
2: Working Class Bowhunter Podcast starts in
1: 3, 2, 1.
3: Episode number 95 of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast, right here at 1600 Buckslayer Place in the climate-controlled Buckatorium. We are in a lovely, always-happening, metropolis of Sherrard, Illinois. What's going on, 600 fellas? 600
1: people. Kurt's in the building. Yeah, Eric here, too.
3: And we've got uh, Ross Bicker from uh, Respect the Game. I almost said respect the game, but uh, how you doing?
0: <laughs> doing pretty good. Good,
3: good, yeah. good. All right, we're, we're all off doing to, good here tonight. No, we're doing Just, good. We're doing good. We're 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 doing good. Uh, we're doing so good. In fact, brought to you by HHA Sports. Go check out the uh, the Optimizer Kingpin Light hashtag Single Pin Nation. If you're gonna uh, send any pictures of it, um, I got this site thrown on uh, thrown on my interim bow. The I mission, like that. The, the like Mission that. Flare. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, this thing is this thing is sweet. This this site will make any bow. Like you just want to shoot it, and yeah, I've been. I love
1: how you just say that when you try to convince someone, you'll just want to shoot it. But no, HHA. A lot of people that are bow hunters usually are doing like a multi uh, multi pen, and they see the single pen, and they're like, "Man, how do you make that transition? Is it what's the advantage? What's the disadvantage?" You always
4: get that question every
1: time. Yeah, I would say try one, and you will come to the dark side of the, the single pane. And most people it's, do. They, they, right. they say, I got to have one of these well, things. Well, it'll right. be
3: a lot lighter because you'll be able to see more. And speaking of lighter. Right. Well,
1: hold on. But that we got to bring this up that we're doing a giveaway oh, with yes. HHA. Yep. Um, we're giving away an HHA site. Not sure what which model we're giving away. So just go to our Facebook page. You'll find all the details there um, next Friday. So it'll be August 19th. We're going to pick a winner for that. Um,
4: winner, winner, chicken So get dinner. to our
1: Facebook, or you can find our Facebook through com and get on there. Um, of course, we're going to make you like and share and do all that hoopla, because giveaways are in right now. So
3: Yeah, we're, we're going to make you kind of work for it. But. And just, uh, and,
1: but who doesn't like free stuff? Right. Well, we just figure we talk about HHA on every episode, and there's people that either can't afford one or just have never made the jump to buy one. And it's just we understand how it is. So we're giving you guys a chance to win one of your own. And that way, you can, every time we talk about it, you're like, no, yeah, they're totally right. So, Thank check you. that yeah. out. So,
3: go, yeah, go uh, go check that out. You know, uh, Like it, share it, give us a holler. Speaking of hollers, if you go down 67 and you go past a couple hollers, you're going to go ahead and take a right, and you're going to get to <laughs> a couple more hollers, and then you'll be at Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Processing, the finest deer processor in eastern... I would honestly say know, it's say one North, of the best.
2: Yeah.
3: Northwest... Northwest Eastern Iowa. So, uh, no, you're not in, not in Illinois. No uh, well, in Illinois, but the area that's around oh, okay. that, right.
1: there. It's uh, f- <laughs> the finest around. I would say it is. I would say it's one of the the best processors in the Midwest. I'll I'll go out and stick my neck out and say it. it's the cleanest. It's it the good people, good products, everything. I got some Smiths I would say it's a Smith product, but it's just backstrap, so he just cut it off and packaged it really nice for me. So it's thawing out for a barbecue <laughs> this weekend. Boom. But uh no, they do a great job. I mean, I'll undercook that baby and eat it with confidence that it's been handled. (laughs) There you you go. go. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, check out Smith's. Um, You can get to their website from workingclassboner.com, or you can find it on our Facebook. So, shall we get to it? We have a veteran shout-out.
3: Yes, we We do. do. And doing the veteran shout-out is Ross.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to do a veteran shout-out to my my grandpa, Gene Heap. He was on a sub as a sonar guy in uh, the Korean War. So I'm very honored to be able to say that's my grandpa. Well, there you awesome.
3: go. Thank him for his uh, for his service and uh, this podcast brought to you in English by veterans. So that's right. We're uh, <laughs> we're z- <laughs> thanks for that, guys. I don't want to be speaking Russian or anything, but um, let's get to the uh, the man of the uh, the hour now. Ross Bigger from Respect the Game TV. Yeah. On now, oh, I knew I was going to forget. Is it sportsmen's or outdoor Sportsman. Sportsman's. Sportsman's, Okay. Um, Which you can now check most of that out on There's an outdoor app that you guys got But I've been checking it out on Vimo And then they'll probably be on Elite uh, Archery's website So there's a bunch of places you can check it out Um, That's a
0: little bit of background But talk about who you are Uh, I'm, uh, let's see, I'm 27 I'm from (laughs) Bigville, Illinois (laughs) I started out, um, I was 19 I started my own electric business so I'm an electrician by day, uh, seasonal, because once deer season hits, then I <laughs> <laughs> kind of disappear a little bit. So you're a working uh, man. You yeah. fit right in with yeah. our listener base. It's <laughs> yeah.
3: the American dream to start your own business right. and still be
0: part-time.
4: You start your own business yeah. at 19. That's <laughs> no more phone impressive. calls after October 1st. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's
0: see, 2000, 2010, I got married. I've been married to my wife, Robin. Uh, we have two beautiful little boys, Eli and Will will's the older one um and we let's see I started on uh in two thousand fourteen filming for respect the game uh the fall of two thousand fourteen I got interested in it and mm-hmm. had a door open up that I was able to kind of get in and start working with cameras uh pretty serious about going on a on a bear hunt, so I tried to do what I could to get that lined up um i've Talked to the right guys, they got me headed in the right direction. They put together this trip. I was able to go on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, We went to Saskatchewan and in Canada and shot. uh, I ended up shooting a pretty good black bear. That's on. uh, There's an episode.
1: We'll uh, we'll put the link to that episode in the description description, of the episode of
0: our podcast episode. It was uh, episode
3: one.
1: It was. Start off with a
3: bang, and you're the first one to kill a critter on uh, this season. (laughs) That was an awesome hunt, man. (laughs) Like
1: I enjoy respect the game. I really do love that show, yep. and it's cool to see you on there, because I actually met you before I watched you on there. I watched Clark on the show, and then he was in the studio, so it was just cool to be like, man, I know these guys, and the show's
0: so good. Yep. It's just cool to see it all put together that and it's way. a
4: bunch of working class guys, you know right. what
0: I mean? It's relatable. Yeah. right? Absolutely. Yep. Um, so, bear season went on, and then uh, we started getting prepared for Whitetails, uh, all the work that goes in, all your food right. plots, stands, everything. Um and my partner Tyler Johnson and I got mm-hmm. together last fall and were able to put a couple of bucks on the ground back to back in the middle of the day. And right. uh, that episode aired also. I think that was episode well, six.
1: Well, I yes. wanna get, I wanna get into that here in a little bit, the midday stuff. I mean Steve were talking about asking about yeah. this, but Let's talk about the black bear first. Was that your first black bear you'd ever yep. you'd ever shot? Yep. What like so normally I'm, you grew up hunting whitetails like most of our listeners have. Mm-hmm. How crazy is it to be in like a northern black bear woods environment? I mean, you're totally out
4: of your comfort
1: zone. Oh. You have to be.
0: It's it's way. Different. Do you
1: feel like you're oh, starting yeah. fresh, like you're relearning everything, yeah, or do you kind of go in like I've done this, I've hunted this long, like I feel somewhat confident?
0: Eh, in a way, I'd say you you. You still have your hunting skills, but right. when you walk into a totally different, unfamiliar area, when you're walking into the woods out there, it's like walking on a mattress. I mean, the undergrowth is just crazy. really. And if if, if we're standing 50 yards apart and we try talking to each other, it, you're going to have to yell because really. I can't hear you. It just absorbs just all the noise. Just very dense. Oh, yeah. It's yep. crazy. And we were actually there May 3rd through the... Eighth or whatever so It was early Anyways, it was early, early mm-hmm. Bears are only out of hi- hibernation For like two weeks, I think Which is probably good Because they're, they're hungry, I would assume yeah. I don't yeah. know much about black bear Yeah, but. I think they're hungry And, well, I, we didn't have to deal With the bugs near as bad Right yeah, yeah. The temperature was about right it, it was a little early But it was it was a blast And so, uh, I'm going that way Because I wanted to say that the as, as dense as it was then I can't imagine being there Two or three weeks later Right when all the greens are coming in, everything's starting and, to grow. Uh, oh yeah, get yeah, turned exactly. around and lost in there in a hurry, especially if you'd attract like a wounded bear or something. Yeah,
1: you know that could turn. <laughs> and you're and you not up familiar with it. It's right. not like your regular yeah, wood you're in. So right.
3: and, and it's not like timber that we have around here. I mean, they've got a lot of the uh, uh, what's that? Birch wood with it? the white trees. Yeah, birch, yeah birch, tree. yeah, birch. Yeah, the ones that are like really peely. Yep. Yeah, because got like, I, I looked at that and I go. Man, <laughs> really,
1: the, those peely trees up there? that the no, they, huh?
3: they, like, got are they, these they, things? Oranges or what? They peel and they're like real thin. And I, I remember asking, I was like, you know, as as like thin as all those trees look, I'm like, you know, what kind of because they 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 had you in some ladder stands, yeah, up there. And I, I asked you about that, and you were like, yeah, these stands were really really old. Yeah, I mean, they've
0: been there a while.
1: <laughs> all rickety. Uh, yeah. What? So the berry shot was pretty big. The it bear, looked, it looked
0: yeah. big. Yeah, he was a good bear, really good. Uh, it was a really fun hunt. Actually, uh, we got there. That was the first. Uh, it was our first day hunting, and I was in the stand an hour and forty five minutes and had that bear shot. That's awesome. And we had man. so many bears coming in and out of there. That, that place is crazy. It's. I'd uh, be a major shout out to Jason Peterson from Canada. He puts on a show. I mean, he works and works and gets everything ready. And man, is that cool. It, it comes together just yeah, we'll perfect, get him perfect, and call so. in for a podcast. Yeah, there, we so. go. there you go. <laughs> uh, so what uh are you are you gonna mount that thing? Yeah. Yeah, I, I got it mounted. I got it full body mounted. Is it back at your at your place yep. now? Yeah, Oh, I got to come see it. Yep.
3: What? um what like you got it processed and everything? Did were the back straps any anything good or
0: uh I honestly didn't get into it. Uh I think really? we donated that. So it's uh it got donated, and, and we didn't get to bring any of it back with us, so I'm kind of anxious to to get into some bear uh, myself. I've ate but one
1: bear steak, and I don't know, I, I'm, I didn't have a good experience with it, only because I, I didn't shoot it, I don't know how it was cared for, right. I didn't know where it had been, and I didn't one, I didn't know how to cook it,
2: Yeah. and
1: yep. I guess, I don't know, trichinosis is a big thing with black bears, mm-hmm. and I didn't know anything about it. I, I ate mine way undercooked, so... <laughs> I don't think I have <laughs> trichinosis, but it could have been. I don't know what the deal is. That's if it's got to be frozen for so long to kill that um, parasite or what it is. But is I guess it, like 60% of trichinosis cases come from black bear meat.
3: Well, really. try it again, Kurt. You'll actually die from a bear this time.
1: Oh, it <laughs> won't kill you. Expensive. You just feel like shit for like four weeks. So you get like <laughs> muscle cramps and
0: spasms and stuff. But I don't no, know. Thank I, you. I don't know how big of an issue it really is. But Well, I wouldn't let that scare me too bad. I've had some killer black bear meat right uh, really. roast is what i've had i guess so right i'd say that i i had some really good roast. i think
4: the first time you try though you had to have know someone that knows what right they're
1: doing yeah. To yeah. It. yeah i would definitely eat it again no hesitation i mean oh, yeah. i'm just saying i probably you know who knows a like guy could have gut shot at it and never cleaned the thing off and i d- didn't cook it right you know there's a it, there's a formula that probably came up to why i didn't enjoy it as much as what i could have but uh let's talk about this because when i first walked in
0: Let's talk about your setup. You're uh, you're selling bows at your house. Yeah, I'm an elite, elite <laughs> dealer. I film for the show, and I'm an elite dealer. Uh, on top of that, so I guess uh, I've got a I've got an old cow milking barn that actually <laughs> was falling in when I got there. Uh, uh-huh. My wife and I bought it. Uh, let's see, 2010, and we. We got all moved in there, and my first priority was to go out there. I gotta get it. I gotta get the barn fixed up enough to put a man cave in. Right. Have your my bow shop. My bow shop is actually the man cave. That was the first thing done in that barn when I started all the renovations on it. So, which it's beautiful uh, in there. By the way, yeah, it's amazing. You You know, I'm gonna. I feel like I'm gonna outgrow it pretty quick, but it's it's still a perfect little spot to. uh, I can still work on bows. You got room
1: though to expand, don't
0: you? Oh yeah, I got plenty of room to expand. I'm just just see where this goes you know if we right. we get and it's been taking off uh, for a couple of months, I guess. I've been going on it. Well, and, shout out real uh, quick. you got
1: a Facebook page and everything for your shop. Don't yeah, you? it's called that. 164 Outdoors. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on my Facebook We'll share page. that, and we'll put a link to that in the description of the episode. We'll do what we can to help you. Okay. I mean, Appreciate it. And,
4: uh, and this could be your busy months right here. Yeah, I
0: know. Yeah. It's been picking up like crazy.
3: Mm-hmm. So me, and,
4: uh, me and
3: Eric went, went down, and we had to check it out because Kurt.
1: Well, let's, let's explain this. So okay. We had Clark Cummins on the show from Respect the Game also. Cummins. Probably, i always say his name wrong so sorry clark but i just i'm gonna keep butchering it forever probably it'll just be our little thing um i don't know how many weeks ago a couple months ago probably we had him on the show and uh he hooked us up because i wanted to get my fiance sam a bow and you had a um a spirit an elite spirit for sale so that's how i met you i went down to your place and bought this spirit and you tuned it up and switched some mods and yep. everything for her and it's shooting great so that's how we met, and then I told these guys, "I'm like, you gotta see this place. It's cool. <laughs> He's got his own little area. It's a pure elite dealership." And then those guys went down there, got lost. When and, I was in Brazil, yeah. So
3: <laughs> when you know, when when Kurt was explaining, I was like, "So you know, is that is that place cool?" He's like, "You know," because I was asking, like, "How how are you as a as as a person?" You know, you always want to get to know somebody, and he goes, Which "That's
1: the biggest thing when you deal with someone that mm-hmm. sells bows and works on your bow equipment." In our area, a lot of the time, it's like, this bow shop sucks. I can't find a good spot. Well, that's why we have ventured just outside of the Quad Cities to find our bow shops. And, you know, we've met good people that way. So that's the first question. Well, how are they there? I'm like, you can go ahead. Yeah,
3: and and the first thing Kurt says, he goes, dude, this dude has to do a podcast. He's like, he's super cool. Plus, he's got two 200-inch deer just sitting in there. And I oh, was yeah. like,
1: I told Ross that before I even left. I'm like, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. And
3: he's like, I was like, well, did you ask him? He goes, Oh yeah, I already, I already did. Um, so when me and me and Eric went down there, you know, Kurt had told us all about this. It we was like we got to check this out. And uh, you know, we're trying. <laughs> we ended up getting lost in a town that only has log splitters and Camaros. Apparently.
0: And well, I think you got lost because I entered my address on my Facebook yeah, page, which and is, I I messaged them about that, hoping. That uh, we'd get that straightened out, but yeah, okay, after yeah, you got lost because I was I gonna say if you're trying to find the place, and you, <laughs> you
3: you end up in some like there's like a rickety old like but it old was, Adams family mansion, your phone number's on the <laughs> Facebook, call you, you'll you'll get us, you'll get them there. Yeah. I think the
4: address is right, but the Google Maps is wrong for some reason. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is because it took us the middle of that town. Yeah, and we're it, like. This does not look like a bow yeah, shop anywhere. Don't <laughs> click
0: on the link on the, <laughs> yeah. on the page. Uh, you just type it <laughs> in your phone. <laughs> and so, I'd, I'd rather uh, everybody uh, just, just call ahead anyway. It's a heck of a lot easier, right. yeah. Right. Especially Yeah, especially have a
1: full time job and you're
0: doing yeah. that as your part and your, you know, it's working man. I got a busy schedule, but yeah, I'm getting, getting uh, everybody set up so far, so it's working out good. Yeah, but
3: dude. it's, it's probably one of the cooler setups you'll ever see. I mean, you know, if you're in that. Um, Burlington, uh, uh, Monmouth area, the, uh, or is it Macomb? Mac- what? What's, what's that city right there? Is that Macomb or Monmouth?
1: Monmouth. Monmouth, Monmouth that's
3: right. I, I get those two confused. Which is
1: not far from the Quad Cities. For all, so for all our local listeners, if you're in the Quad Cities and you're like, man, I want to check out Elite, I need someone good to work on my bow, it's just south of the Quad Cities. It's not that far. It's definitely worth the trip. So, Yeah,
3: yeah it's um, it's a stellar place. I mean, you look at this old barn and you're like, Okay, this is interesting. And you go in, and it's like, whoa, did not expect this here. And you got
4: two 200 inch deer looking at you, and you're like, oh boy, here we go.
3: Yeah, and, uh, you know, some elites on the wall. So it's just one of those uh, really, really cool things about, you know, small towns. And, uh, you know, it's been going good for you. And obviously, you guys push elites and. Uh, that led that's leading into a question that I I wanted to ask what, what drew you to elite anyway? You know, what, why, why did you get involved with that bow company?
0: And, you know, actually I was, uh, before I was diehard another brand and, uh, I mean everything, t-shirts, the whole nine, if I could get a pencil, with this bow company on it, I would have bought it. <laughs> 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 Anyways, right. I, uh, so I had a buddy that um, started a deal, a dealership. Uh, one of my buddies that I ended up buying out his business just this year. That was uh, to help get mine started. And I kind of took over his. Um, he had elites, and I thought, well, I'll give him a shot. So I started giving him, uh, giving him a shot, shooting him a little bit, and... Man, I just fell in love immediately. I thought, gee whiz, this back wall is insane. Mm. Uh, that was a Z28 that I started shooting. Uh, and I, I fell in love with that bow. And I it just about locked up. Just It felt like it was going to lock up. When you pull it back, you couldn't hardly let it down. So right. that kind of got me started on it. And then uh, I thought, well, I'll buy a new one. And then I bought a new one. I got a hunter. Uh, killed a couple deer with it. And then the next one come out, and my problem is, is I like to smell new paint, so uh, <laughs> uh, I can I I use it for a year, maybe less than, and then I decide, boy, I gotta get another one, and I just started in on it. I ended up before I started uh, this bow shop, I had ten of my own bows hanging on the wall. Uh, you eat every one of them. That's insane. And Good just Lord. every <laughs> every shade, every size, everything, draw length, all of them. I just I had a bunch of them, but. I shoot uh you know you got to have a bow for paper you got to have a bow for 3d a bow for hunting well that's what i thought anyway so i started trying to (laughs) uh chew that down and not have so many bows i uh i wanted to get (laughs) to a bow that i could that i could shoot for just about everything uh I think you guys talked about this last week. The E thirty five. I mm-hmm. think I. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You guys touched they on that to subject, bow. man. That's the go to. That's yeah. the do everything bow. I found that bow. I've shot paper, three D, uh, feet of field. I've shot all of them with it, and I right. love it. So it. I don't know. That's uh See, that's the
1: thing I've bow. always heard too. Like you know, even Darren Christianberry is like you know I'm gonna take the energy thirty five out, and he does that that promo reel for Elite. You know, he's it's gonna be definitely be in the Whitetail Woods. He's like. Man, you might even see me have this on the 3D range, and maybe on indoor. Well, I mean, a lot of people that you
4: know that shoot elites and stuff, they always say that the E35 is their go-to bow, no
1: matter yeah. what. Yeah. I mean, our homeboy uh, Trevor Schmidt shoots a shoots one, you yeah. know, and he loves yeah. that thing.
3: Man, uh, he can he can shoot that bow across two hollers. I hear. Yeah, he can. <laughs> <laughs> we um here's here's something that I noticed, and and tell me if if I'm not wrong. You know, when you've got guys that you know shoot. Uh, other bow bow brands, you know, they'll get a bow specifically for said purpose. You know what I mean? Yep. So if they're, if they're like a, a, Hoyt guy, you know, a lot of times they'll get a Hoyt bow and they'll only hunt with it. And I'm not saying that's the case for all, but, um, whenever you see someone shooting elite, you know, you start talking about shooting a lot of times they're interested in shooting more than, you know, just taking it more than just hunting. <clears throat> I, I don't know if that's maybe just who I've associated myself with, but you know, whenever you see a, an elite guy, they always kind of want to take it a step more with archery. Right. Well, I mean, is
1: is that? It? I, I, I I see what you're going with. But I would say that's any guy that's really into whatever. Wh- yeah. Any guy that's really into archery, no matter what brand they shoot, that's what you're going to have. Again, you know? and I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. But I, that. I see where you're we going. So, but go ahead. I didn't mean to.
3: So yeah, I mean, have have you noticed that? You know, is that one of the things that drew you to Elite? Is that you knew you could start taking that bow and doing more with it? Or did you just love the feel of it and just ended up getting into it? I'd say
0: I loved the feel of it first. And then I started to try and, like I said, I had that many bows to start out. And I started chewing them down, trying to find one bow. And, you know, back when they had the Judge Z28. Uh, the pulse, all those bows. I'd never had any of those. I did have a pulse for a very short period. Uh, that that short brace height just killed me. Right. Um, and then I they came out with that E35, and then I bought that one, and that was just that just sealed the deal for me right. on all of them. So I started selling my other bows and stuck with that E35. Matter of fact, I turned around and bought another E35, just because i had to have that shiny color <laughs> i can understand that completely man I've, I've always kicked around the
1: idea of like i need to get a second bow with some shiny paint on it so, a pageant bow so you get you get a, a, speaking of
0: that that new uh 37 all american flag looks pretty sweet
1: oh yeah
3: the yeah when i saw i thought it was as soon as i saw it i was like that is the most gorgeous bow i've ever looked at Yep. um Elite
1: elite, and their finishes is just their own, oh. their point. I would say Elite and Hoyt got it down when it comes to doing paint finishes. On, on, bo- finishes, on bows. Yeah. The, those are the number two, top, top one and two. I don't know, whatever you want to put one in front of the other, but yep. the top two bow brands that know how to do the finish on their bows.
0: And I think a lot of guys uh, can associate with this. The, uh, the bows that I've had, different brands in the past, uh as far as the coating goes mm-hmm. uh you all go to the 3d rains and shoot with your buddies on the weekends right and there's mosquitoes like crazy and you're spraying on off and oh, everything yeah. Oh, yeah. that you can the DEET actually was eating the coating off of my bows I and i that. have not had them before i got super tight in with elite i had uh, had a hoyt and i, just, I love that bow mm-hmm. that's and funny that you i s- could never chew that Coating off of that thing. That's you know, funny
4: that you say that though, because I've noticed that too with a couple old bows that I had. You get those tiny little dots on there that you just cannot get off for the life of you. Yep. Right. You know, it took me a while to figure out what it was, and then I finally figured out. Okay, every time I put uh, bug spray on, you get more and more dots. And right. Like, ah,
1: well, you know what's man. funny too is that you mentioned that part is I'm a stickler with the finish on my bows, and I've honestly, and all honestly, I have a, a synergy. I have beat the living shit out of this bow, Mm -hmm. and I'm saying pulling it up the tree stand and banging it off every metal screw-in step on the way up, like, not on (laughs) purpose if it's windy that, you know, it's blowing around. It happens. And when it's going up, ding, 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 and I'm going, oh, no, (laughs) I'm going to pull this thing up, and there's just going to be raw scratches down there, and it's held up good. I got a couple of nicks in my can, but you're going to have that. I mean, nothing bad to cut my string or nothing like that, but... And then also, I was spraying that, uh, the like the carbon scent spray. Oh yeah. I sprayed it on my bow one time. I don't know. I I probably didn't have to, but I did. And like two days later, once it all dried up, I look at my my elite and I'm like, oh, there's like white powder all <laughs> yeah. over yeah. it. I'm like, what is? this? So I wet it down a washcloth and wiped it off, good as new. I'm like, oh Perfect. man, yep. I thought I stained her up a little bit. But. You
3: know, you you can avoid that. You know, just do what I do. Just go only just only put your tree stand like ten feet up in the tree. He ain't got to bang it that much. Going you, can just, up. you
1: can just pull up bar into it. You just jump up and grab the base <laughs> yeah. of your stand and just get in it. Throw your bow. Just <laughs>
4: set your <laughs> bow up there first and then climb into the stand. You
1: guys want to get into some – let's get in. we got a couple of listener questions. And yeah. We got some other questions for you, Ross, but we'll hit, uh, we'll hit you with these first. So we have one, and I think you may know this person, um, Trinity McGraw. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is the question. Is uh, – i want to start shooting bows is it good to go straight to a compound bow or start with a recurve bow Ooh, yeah
0: that's a really good so question that is a good question i'm assuming
1: this person's a little younger they asked they wanted to call in and said is there an age limit um yeah i would want to know how old you have to be to call in because i have a question i would like to ask him so i said well it's not live but you can go ahead and send your question here and we'll get it to him so <laughs> yep.
0: yep. Uh, boy i don't know i'd say uh there's so many compound bows out there that are so uh easy for young forgiving people to start uh and even and even uh everything in between you can have uh, young kids get started uh some girls get started any of it Uh right. they i think they make enough uh i guess they've come so far with the compound bows that it's pretty hard to not start with a compound right because that's Ultimately, ultimately, where a lot of people want to end up, but but I also have a lot of really good buddies and a lot uh, that that love to shoot a recurve or a longbow, and right, that's a lot of fun too. Especially, yeah. if it's a whole other world. It, it is, it is. It is. For sure. I
1: would say, my well, my opinion is, if you know you want to shoot a compound, start with a lower poundage compound because it's going to get you the well, I think the I th- muscle memory and the form for that, and
3: bro. a Scott Longhorn hex.
1: That I don't know if I'd start yeah, with yeah, that, but yeah, it's I, a great I, hey. it's a great introduction to a back tension it, it, release. Well,
3: no, it teaches. you. I, I mean that's what um, that's what Darren was saying. You know, you
1: great follow through on yeah. your shot, and
3: Absolutely. you know if if you can enjoy what you do, I think you know starting out young, if you can start them right, yep, you know they'll enjoy it more. Yep,
2: but,
1: and then I, I think we had another question from um, our buddy. Well, hold on, I gotta find it. I thought I had this ready to go, but maybe I don't. Oh I know I do. Um, from Scott Clark. Uh what's your preferred tree stand setup? Do you
0: prefer height or cover? Ooh. Oh boy. I'd say uh boy, that's a tough one 'cause they're both they're both ju- almost as important as the right. other. So I g I don't know. I guess if the covers at thirty feet I'm going thirty. If the covers at fourteen feet I'm going to fourteen, I guess. I so if I don't s- if so I don't have to go to thirty I won't, but right. then again, running camera and you're swinging and you're moving and there's a lot of movement and it's it's just it's it makes it really tough but as far as uh not running camera where would i be if there was no cameras nothing nothing going on other than just me hunting i was always hanging 18 to 22 depending on the setup uh and i that cover is key for me. I mean, you got to be broke up. I find a pretty good-sized tree. You don't want to be bigger around than the tree is. Right. Uh, yes. I mean, i got to... Yeah, it's kind of tough. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Steve's in nothing but mature oak strapping. acorns.
3: There's absolutely no way, man. I'm not... It's like, man, does that tree have a tumor up there? Come on.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I think that was... You hit it right there. That's the that perfect know, answer. So yeah. You know, yeah. where the cover is, it, I mean i don't know if there's one answer for that question
0: well
2: and no. and even
0: if there's not much cover because i've ran into that too and you're you're thinking man i gotta be in this spot but there's a there's not much cover right well i wouldn't fall for the big tents and whatever they've got to help yeah. cover you up or an umbrella over your stand or right. I, I wouldn't do anything it like that It just blotches but, you up, up <laughs> yeah i i would uh i would i just go higher but and otherwise right. you could go into a box blind. I mean, that's, then there's no movement at all. Right. Uh, but, but if you don't have that choice, just that's when I start to go up when there's no cover. Right. So.
1: Well, my dad and I have done if that we run into that. Like we, we got to sit here and there's no cover. We, uh, if there's like a V in a tree and we know the deer come from this way, we put the stand on the opposite side of the tree and there like a split. And you know, it's, that helps. But I mean, sometimes it's just really moving still and i've That's had a, really,
0: i've had a place uh, where you got to be and there's no trees and right. i don't want to sit in the ground blind yeah and they're, they're, you're out on the edge of a field by a washout and i've taken my shovel out there and dug a hole and dug that washout out and then took sticks and broke them off three or four foot long and stuck them down in that washout and then pulled a bunch of grass uh-huh. and made myself my own little ground blind but basically on a uh, ground blind chair you're sitting down in that ditch you can still see through the grass and see it coming and you can go to full draw, and if you've got to come up, if you right. got to come up to shoot, then you're basically coming up out of the grass, and, and that's worked for us uh, in the past too. So that's an interesting idea. Mm, that's yeah. probably yeah. something a lot of people overlook
1: because it's so much effort. You know, yeah, I mean, there's really? a lot of work to it. But a lot of work, but boy, that's pretty when cool. it
0: comes together, but and, and honestly, that that. You don't go to that much work unless you're pretty stinking yeah, confident that there's right. going to be coming. Yeah. By the, there. the
1: thing is, when you do all that though, it's so cool to sit in like a setup like that because it's different. Yeah, you know, it's not your hang on, it's on the ground. Ground blind sometimes you have to like. I just picked up a little twenty acre piece where it's basically all CRP. You have to sit in the ground blind. Yep, and I kind of get bummed and a little. I'm not as excited and motivated to sit in the ground blind because I'm like, well, you can't see as far. You don't. I just haven't had as good as luck, but. Sometimes you got to do it, and if it's in the right spot, a ground blind can be very effective. Yep. So, but if uh, you do it right, they can be yes.
0: Yeah, it beats getting rained on too. We that's guys, true it's too. It's, it's always it's a place around. to go, you know, <clears throat> and it keeps the wind off your neck. That's, a, that's all right too. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, put a heater in them. There's, there is yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah, advantages to yeah. it. <laughs> there there is. is.
3: There was. Um, there's a, the. Or are we dealing with the listener questions? No, keep going. No, oh, okay. yeah, we are. But. Um, because uh, <laughs> you know that that leads me to uh, to the next question that I had. You know, obviously, if you're trying to film hunts. You know, being in a ground blind is not, a, you know, it's not I- ideal. I mean, there's a couple situations where, yeah, it works. But, um, you know, I wanted to talk about how you film. You, uh, you showed us, and it was on the Respect the Game episode, the Whitetail Hunt. Um, the way that you use GoPros, I think, is probably the best way I've ever seen anyone hunting use GoPros. And I'm not just saying that here because you're... Yeah, uh, you're sitting right here. But um, explain to the listeners how you incorporate
0: your GoPros into your filming. Um, the, I think I think we're running four to five cameras at once, counting GoPros. I was
1: hoping he wasn't going to say we don't use GoPros,
0: Steve. <laughs> 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 I'm like when, exactly no. <laughs> but I uh, I link three GoPros to uh, the remote that you can buy for it. Some uh, some of the GoPros come with it. Uh, that hero black, I think, comes with the remote. Uh, I put it on a wrist strap, and all, it's on my wrist, uh, like a watch. And I link those three GoPros up. And when the action's about to start, I get them turned on and uh, hit record. And it gives you just different angles that the guy over your shoulder can't get, or the guy over your uh, above you in the tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think on that episode, I even screwed one in the tree up above mm-hmm. him pointing straight down on top just to, and that wide angle view man it just picks up so much right uh i don't know I, I guess i've always gotten a pretty good kick out of working with gopros whether i'm uh racing riding motocross different angles stuff or, right. or like, just,
4: you, like you said you can pick up everything with them
0: well yeah and and then I, for the longest time uh actually over a few times i tried that gopro on my stabilizer or on my head, mm-hmm. I know there's some other guys trying that, too. It sounds sounds uh, like that'll work really good. And it does, as long as you're not on wide angle, because the deer looks like he's 150 yards away. Right, right, right. right yeah. So uh, some of those GoPros you can change from wide to medium to narrow. Uh, I have not ran the narrow mm-hmm. yet, but I've ran the medium, which is just a standard. Yeah. S- yeah and, and, and it seems to really help. Kind of along. looks like it's yep. as, You don't is actually that. as far away as it is. Well you don't get that
4: right. fish eye effect almost. Yeah. That, that that's, really wide angle.
1: Well that's the beautiful thing about the like the wide angle like up close, like when you're saying it's above your camera guy. You're gonna see the camera guy, you, and then some on each side of right. you <laughs> and what's out there. Well, yeah. yeah like, and,
3: and and like every guy in respect the game, when we were watching that, he's like, Here, watch us, you can see this deer fall on camera. Like <laughs> he's like, <laughs> Hey, here, look up in this corner. Ah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean,
1: that's a for somebody that's doing a tv show gopro is definitely a very valuable tool i mean absolutely you know there's so many companies that do the uh point of view action type cameras but gopro's definitely got it
0: got it down i just talked to my buddy bill yesterday uh bill buckingham he's he's on the team also uh mm-hmm. we he went and bought a dj osmo have you ever heard of D- no i never have okay it's like uh it's like a gopro only uh, you can hang it out in front of you on a, a selfie stick, or you can do whatever you want with it, hold it however you want, right. run with it, and it's like there's a drone following you. Like there is really? no vibration yeah. whatsoever. Hmm. So we're pretty excited. We're going to go out. to South Dakota end of September and hunt mule deer. And oh, that'll be it's awesome. a lot of open terrain running. There's, that's really going to oh, come yeah. nice. So. Uh, it's a perfect as, uh, spot and stock camera. Yeah, yep. that's yep. that's it. It's a spot and stock camera. So uh, the the GoPros are kind of my forte. I like to go. I'm, uh, he's already told me I'm the GoPro guy. So right, go on. the GoPro <laughs> guru, the, the GoPro yeah. pro. I had a Hero two. I need to buy. I need to upgrade and buy. My I, it crapped out on me, so yeah. I need to buy a couple of the new. They're, they're expensive, but man, are they fun! Right. Yeah, and, and I I use the GoPro for anything. Like even when we're filming, like put it in the bottom of the cedar when we're seeding food plots and pour seed over it or uh shoot time lapses with them I right do all that stuff i mean they're you can use them for working.
4: anything and put them anywhere it's what's
1: nice about them yeah yeah it is all the cool little shots that you'd be scared to do with your with your other camera yep it's um good
3: no i'll just say you know it's it's a fun little um little tool and for all you guys that want to self-film you know out there it's it's just, it, it adds to, it, it It adds to everything. It does. Um, you know, when, when you showed us the footage, you were like, you know, here's what I filmed. Here's what they used on TV. And they didn't use that much of it, but it was like, it was just enough that it was like, that's cool. Yep. I'm super glad they got that. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Another, uh, Steve actually thought of this question, which I was impressed with because Steve normally <laughs> wants to ask you about like what you're doing anything else but hunting so good job steve um, yeah. um you made a good point you went out to hunt the buck you shot on respect the game and you, you went out at like nine forty five. yeah to get into the tree yeah. and a lot of guys would look at that and be like what's you going crazy. on at nine forty five <laughs> for you? you should be out there <laughs> yeah. for daylight da, 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 da. but
0: just explain that a little bit i won't even I, I guess that uh thinking has taken years to establish for me i i've i've always been an early morning which is awesome right and uh and an evening hunter, but man, I've had so many encounters with big deer. It was actually two years ago uh, walking in. I I seen and jumped ten megalodon deer that should not. I should not have uh, jumped <laughs> these <dinosaur> deer. Choice, the <laughs> <in a> way. <laughs> and, I mean, they were all big time shooters, and I jumped them <sighs> at one o'clock in the afternoon, trying to get in early for oh. an evening set. And yeah. that that ten o'clock to two o'clock can be key. I seen them on their feet, standing there watching me walk in. By the time I seen them standing at the bottom of the tree, yeah. getting ready to climb it, I'm like, oh, I'm done. So uh, trail cameras over the past few years, uh, just just watching that time frame in November, and and seeing what those big bucks are doing. Right. They disappear, and then during that time, you're getting them during those hours. Right. And I thought, you know what, we, we're going in, we're going to sleep in because we've been hunting hard and right. we're going to go out and we're going to set up in the middle of the morning. And, uh, we actually, yeah, it was like nine 15, nine 30, somewhere in there. We started heading out, which was a little later than I really wanted. Right. But, uh, we got going cause cameras running cameras and getting angles that mm-hmm. really soak up some time. But, um, anyway, so getting out there, we're walking in, just easing in. To what I think is a pretty good ridge for big bucks bedding on, mm-hmm. uh, I knew we were we were probably going to see something walking in. So, yeah, we jumped. We jumped one walking in. Well, actually, we didn't jump him. We just seen him running, chasing three does. Right, and uh, which is best case scenario. He probably I mean, didn't even situation. know you were there. Then. They didn't. They didn't know we were there. We waited right. until they moved on, and then we probably r- could have cared less. You know, he, he's eyes on the prize. Right. You know? <laughs> well, we. Uh, so we got in there and got set up and boy it didn't it wasn't very long and deer were on their feet and they were moving through you know small bucks and few good shooters um uh, did not coming in range and then uh boy that i think i think uh fs actually pulled in started spreading fertilizer just oh in a field another field and one of ours uh maybe three four hundred yards away right that got everybody up and excited, I guess. I don't know if that pushed them or what, but, boy, they come down the hill in a hurry, chasing. They weren't running no tails up. They were just chasing hard. Right. So, I first thought was maybe he got them bumped up, and they run all the way over to us. But, they, uh, but yeah, that mid-morning stuff, that—, that Mid morning, getting in and sitting through the day, we were gonna plan on sitting the whole rest of the day. When we do that right. midday stuff, you, you you can't walk out of there at two o'clock. Right. When so the, what are you gonna do? Turn around, and come well, back. I mean, well, the deer's gonna show up at two right. thirty. Right. And right.
4: three three o'clock or so is you're getting into that prime time spot. You think you know your night set. You're thinking three yep. o'clock, four o'clock. You're like all right. Yeah, you're not gonna, gonna walk out to, go go to turn around and come back. Right. In. right.
1: Well, you th- know. Steve would, but that's Steve a good back. point though. Like, you know. You know, he said, we've been hunting hard. We need to sleep in. We're going to go out mid-morning and sit all day. You're actually going to get more hunting in, probably, if yep. you would have
0: got up early then got out and went back in for an afternoon hunt. And we've done that, too, and that's 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 never successful. I, we've right. split out of there, left cameras, bows, everything, yeah. hanging in the tree, and flew home, grabbed something to eat, and then come back. And, boy, you're just scared to death on what you missed while you're gone. So, right. I, you know, it, it's all it all has to do with the moon phasing, I think, uh, as far as their – peak travel times i right I, I during that that november 7th i guess is what, what i'm talking about that was november 9th that i shot him mm-hmm. uh and actually that was november 8th i think because tyler turned around and shot his very next day mid-morning on the 9th oh really and he shot I, that I, on I, the, I may be getting my dates mixed up he but shot one, that on the ground sh- right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he sure did
1: which <laughs> is funny you know a lot of people think i mean it all depends every every area is different every year is different I have better luck. I would say the tenth through the fifteenth are like my yep. of November are my prime lucky days. I'll call it, but it's just when the deer are moving in my area. But you know, I'd say the fifth through the fifteenth. Yep. You know, you got that span. That's probably the.
4: It's all doing your homework though, too. You know, right? Like you take know. your trail cam, see what time they're coming through. If you have that property for a couple of years, you can see that.
1: So I, I was watching some shows today, and uh, you know, uh, was they, they call him Doctor Deer, James Kroll. Yep, he said. What did he say? And this surprised me because I have I have eight cameras, and I don't really have that much ground to hunt total acreage. He said one camera per 80 acres is effective when you're doing like deer surveys to see what's really on your property. What, I don't know how many acres you hunt, but how many cameras do you run to kind of get that, oh, I know the deer are moving midday. I'm going to go hunt midday and try and get it
0: on a buck. Uh, I, I'm i running 22. 22 cameras. <laughs> uh I had 32 years ago, but I weeded some of them out. So I, you know, but I know what he's, I know what he's saying. And I think you can be effective because you can drop a lot of money on trail cameras pretty fast. So if you want to, I think that he's right. Absolutely. Uh, That can be very effective. You're going to, eventually you're going to get that deer. Uh, My deal is I'm on one deer that I want to kill and I want to know exactly where he's at. You Mm -hmm. want to pattern that deer. I'm on a routine of driving around the field edges uh, I don't go into the timber. All my cameras are on field edges. That
1: right there is the most valuable thing, in my, my opinion,
0: when it comes to checking
1: and setting trail cameras. Yep. In so. my opinion. People can argue with me, but I think that is the most important thing that will make
0: you successful and keep pressure off of the timber, off the deer. Because right now that. they... Yeah.
3: Right? And they can argue with a guy who has uh, two 200-inch deer mounted in his shop. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're just going to keep throwing that at you. No, yeah, why you. not? <laughs> <right. I> think, <laughs> you're <laughs> never going to
3: live it down. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you know, it makes sense because obviously, you know, you're not, <clears throat> like you said, going in there and, you know, I, I, I wish I would have thought of that. Well, I, I, I d- really
0: do. I I watch uh, Muddy's Midwest Whitetail mm-hmm. and listen mm-hmm. to Bill Winky a lot. I've watched him in a couple seminars. Right. Uh, that guy's got a lot of knowledge. I and... shook that guy's hand. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> well, it, <laughs> yeah. It also helps your good he... friends with Clark. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that <they laughs> yeah, right. kills and right. monsters, too. Uh, and, and he, what Bill says is uh, if he's going to go in and check a camera in the timber and he wants to have that one in the timber, he'll actually pull up in a truck or four-wheeler or whatever because uh, you're making noise coming out there. They're used to hearing you because you've been out there before. Right. And he'll get off and he'll start a chainsaw. Yeah, just, that's what I
1: talked about. That just um, to make oh, yes, noise, yeah. That and an episode on. that it will be released after this one, I talked <laughs> yeah. about that about the chainsaw thing going into a field. Well, he's hunting this huge monster deer. I don't want to spook this deer off. Yep. He'll have someone run a chainsaw to scare the deer out of there, so he can exit his ground blind. Right, which is insane if you think about it. But when you really think about it, you're like, well, it kind of makes sense. It's well, a naturally it may, occurring it, noise, right?
4: But it makes sense too. Where okay, you're letting them know that you're there. Most time you're trying to sneak, sneak in, in, like yep. a predator. Yep. You're sneaking in, trying to be quiet, and stuff. But if you're making all kinds of racket and stuff, they're used to that. They're used to combines going by, tractors, chainsaws. Diesel yeah, yeah. the smell. I can
0: honestly say that I've uh, had my brother come out and pick me up out of the stand with a tractor. Really? <laughs> you know what? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> hey, how,
3: how much sense would this make? You know, when you when you were talking about FS coming to spray, you know. <laughs> Uh, maybe maybe we should uh we should make it a law that FS has to say where they're going to be at what time. Oh yeah. So you can you can plan a <laughs> quarry you, you know yeah or you call the farmer hey you want to go run this uh run this tractor tell me when you're going to run the tractor cuz I'm a
0: hunt yep to that you know actually that eh. plays in that plays in to affect big time I totally uh, as agree. far as as far as tractors and harvest harvest is coming and that's prime time deer hunting usually so when I uh Actually, one of the two hundreds is on the wall. Came from the situation <laughs> like one this. One of the two. <laughs> so we, uh, I, I got in the stand. I hung it at noon, which is this was before I started my midday hunting. But it all depends on what uh, they're doing, what right? The right. Doing. Right. So there was uh, a slim block of timber, and by slim, I want to say it was sixty acres, but it wasn't very wide. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were harvesting down in the bottom in a big cornfield. And they started on the opposite side of where I was at, uh, I guess, in my direction. They started clear over on the other end and just was basically harvesting towards me across the field. Uh, I was maybe three, four, five hundred yards away from them. But that was uh, the last standing cornfield in the bottom. Mm. And I had another standing cornfield behind me. That was a late year. I think that was 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, late the, year, rough everybody, nobody could get in year, there till yeah. late. Yep. Um, a wet year, and I put myself. I thought at the time when I got hung there at uh, uh, noon, I thought, oh man, these tractors are going to screw everything up. Actually, uh, they got these deer on their feet and they started filing through from that cornfield through this timber, and I put myself right on one of their main trails, mm-hmm. and, Take your uh, pick. and they uh, headed for the cornfield behind me, and they come through. Uh, a whole bunch of them come through as as the day went on, it wasn't all at once they just kind of wanted a time come on through and uh, right right at dark is uh when a doe i fo- i spotted a doe coming, and that was that was honestly the coolest hunt i've ever had was watching that deer's demeanor and and how perfectly he i mean he was a statue just just standing there, and he let her lead him by sixty yards he wouldn't even get close to her, but he knew she was coming in uh hmm. heat so he uh he just stayed back and stayed on alert and he didn't hardly move but his ears were moving and his head was just turning nice and slow back and forth it took him by when i spotted them they were 50 yards to 60 yards from me across the mm-hmm. ridge they had to come down through a deep ditch to come by me right but it took them like 35 minutes to Ooh. make it 40 50 60 yards wherever it was
3: is that the one that's on the wall
0: yeah yeah, well, I think that's So is, I got to stare at because we're eye level because he's on the other ravine. Yeah, right, right, and we're staring. Right. Where I'm, I just, I, I was freaking out. I did get calmed boy. down, and I'm like, oh, it's fine. Just you got to keep your cool, man. You got to kill right. this deer Absolutely. one way or another. And I'd be calm, and then he'd take one more step, and I'm like, oh, here he comes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing, you know. You're a lot of guys <laughs> like are a like... cucumber, like a
1: cucumber, like a cucumber. <laughs> right. Well, you hear a lot of guys with a deer like that. They're all, all right, a monster. We'll just say any monster deer. You know, are you better off having it come in and surprise you and oh there he okay boom boom there's a shot or you're better off watching him walk in from 300 yards like what's better? <laughs> there's different people where you know I hit to a point where I was killing a good Pope and Young every year. I got to the point where I didn't get real shaky till after the shot. Mm-hmm. Well then I went two years without killing mm-hmm. a good deer. I just didn't even see one worth shooting up close and I just yep. waited and waited and put in my time. Well then this following year or last season it paid off i killed that big eight and i was shaking all the way through before and after the shot like crazy and i
0: I think your nerves depend on your expectations if you're ex, if you've been running cameras and working at it all year and all the effort and you're sitting in that stand thinking about man all that work i did i really hope it pays off i know there's three shooters in here and any through any of the three could come walking by any minute uh, and you're already you're already pumped. You're already nervous, right? right. Even thinking that there's you're anxious, a chance, you anxious. Know? You get anxious, and and even thinking that there's a chance he could show up any minute. So then, when he does, then you're just wound up, right? See, I would rather have him surprise
4: me because then, would? oh yeah, if they surprise me, all you're thinking about is killing that deer. Yep. You draw, make a good shot, kill it. Or yep. you see this deer coming, you're then right. you, then you start thinking you're like, okay, he could turn left, he could turn right, yep. I could right. miss right. a Psyching shot, I could do. You know, here, and yeah, you're, it's and in, your brain starts it's running, and, also, and then he gets there, and you do make a good shot. and You are like, okay, that went better than I thought. But then, before that, you have all that shit run through your head. You know, right, like, right. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> well,
0: with all those nerves going through your mind, you are you are shaking really bad. But I will say that shooting your bow all summer long make pays big off. It's a time must. It's a must. At that point, when your mind is gone, you don't you can't control yourself. Your instincts kick in, right. and if you got. You you have uh, been shooting your bow all year, right? And you're on top of it. You're you know you're gonna draw and make a good shot. Yeah, it it, it goes
1: it goes from this, and Cam Haynes says this. It goes from I'm hoping I hit this deer and kill it to I know if I get a shot, this deer is dead. It's confidence in your equipment. But I will say though too, Eric, when you said you'd rather have them surprise you two years ago, and I've been shooting all summer long consistently for I don't know the last four or five years. Like I hit a transition about five years ago where I'm like. All year long, practice. You have to do it. Yeah, um, I had a rough streak where it just it didn't add up. While I was sitting in thick timber, it was like October twelfth. So you know we're not even two weeks into the season. Everything's still thick in the timber. I had a big, tight uh, twelve point come in, and surprise me. And a little buck walked in, and when I could see him, it was so thick they were twenty yards already. Right after he came in, and he walks into like five yards, literally on a on a trot. And I'm at full draw, and I'm like, I'm gonna try and stop him. I did that noise and he was too close and took off and ran out to 30 yards in the thick timber and turned around and looked at me and I'm like, well, he's out of my life now. Never. I've never saw him again. It's just one of those things like I would rather see. I personally would rather see the deer. Fifty to hundred yards, and right. be like, "Okay, dude." So you can
4: prepare, and that, and, yourself. But that's you can prepare in, mentally. Everyone's it, different, you know. Yeah. it's, it's in your own opinion or however you feel. There's about some the people situation. that, but under I pressure. have
1: had it. I have had it to where I had a buck come in, and I see him at fifteen yards, and it's just reaction. Oh, here he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. draw back,
4: <laughs> and you're done, and he's it, dead. There's an yeah. arrow through him, and you're like, I don't even know what happened. Like, what just happened right. right now?
1: It's just. It's almost you can't really say one thing across the board because there's so many unique situations when it comes to the hunting cuz it's uncontrolled. Well, you it's know?
4: it's not mostly you either. It's more
1: what is that deer going to do? Well, and that's what we've said on our podcast time and time and time again and we're going to get into it more getting closer to the season. That deer is no one no one owns that deer. No. That deer, excuse my language, it can do whatever the fuck it wants to. Exactly. It can walk over there <laughs> to the neighbor's property, it can hop the fence, it can go across the street, it can do whatever it wants and that's a challenging part of it. You know, if you That's have a deer the on best cam-
4: thing about deer hunting,
1: right? You can have that deer on camera every day at nine o'clock, but he, one day he decides, well, I'm going to go over there and see if there's any does over here. Right. And he crosses the street and you might not see him again for two years. That's so just how it, it is. is.
0: Yep. And, and I think I, I told you the story about the, one of the ones that I fell in love with and had a relationship with that deer. And I, man, I let it, I, I, I just, it's all I thought about was this deer, right? Uh, the second 200 that I shot, <laughs> the year that I shot him, I let a uh, a three and a half year old go, and had him seven times within 30 yards that year, and he was a stud, 150 plus three year old, three year old, huh? sure. just tall, huge ten pointer, had a forked out G4 on the left, uh, oh. um, or that G3 actually, and then uh, he had a he disappeared the rest of the season, late season, he moved on, and then it was just year, year after year after that, I just started, I was getting pictures of him again, and then he was, uh, he was showing up, and really good velvet pictures, and I, I thought, man, this deer is, he's wanted to kill, then he disappeared, that was, I guess that was when he was four, uh, when he was five, I ended up getting a shot at this deer, but, Like, I let this deer take over. Like, that's all I was thinking about. No other deer mattered. And I had some nice ones on camera that were definite shooters, you know, 50s, 60s and uh i thought yeah i don't i don't even i'm not interested i want this other one right but uh, you
4: got to think though you've been with that deer for 3 years yes. now yeah. it's like and a long term relationship at and at, at that this point, point this
0: deer could have scored 130 it was just a relationship that <laughs> yeah, i had right, with no, it right uh, yeah no he, doubt. uh so we got we, i mean everybody's got neighbors everybody's got oh yeah uh, i mean everybody's ha- got shit happens yeah well, so the american dream is not having any neighbors but you know it's right. so uh <laughs> There's a guy. uh, His name's Bill. He ended up coming in. He had a stellar year. Shot a uh, black bear in the spring. Same time I shot mine. Come back and got in a stand uh, about 400 yards from me one night. Oh no! This buck hit a scrape there (laughs) that morning and walked right. We pulled the card. It was one of those midday sits. Right. Pulled the card. I looked through it in the tree, and I'm like, he was here. He's gonna come back. I I just he's in the area, and. ended up getting shot about 300 yards away that night and you know what i i went and i got to see the deer and everything i mean that that the whole adventure come to an end and i was i was sad and sick but happy for him at the same time right. because he would had put in that much work you know all the work that goes into it you know it, right and, and i figured you know, when i say this deer was taken over as far as my time wise i was spotting this deer midsummer Watching through a spotting scope just always out scoping for him spend hours out uh, behind the computer going through cards just, right ah, he's got to be here He takes know? control of you yeah. emotionally yeah so Absolutely. I guess so well, I mean back to what you said you know that at the end of the day that deer is not mine I, I no matter how much I thought right. I knew him or wanted to call him mine he wasn't yeah it but at so.
3: least at least you got closure. Yeah, yeah You know you what, what I mean got, yeah. Yeah. He, he didn't, didn't make see the deer. You got to yeah,
2: see the deer Yeah right.
1: Well you got to see the deer Know the guy Put in his hard work It'd be different If you had Someone that Just came in As a guest spot One day During gun season And blasted them And then was out Yep. You know what I mean? It's that would be
4: a little bit different story. Absolutely. Yeah. Right.
3: At least you can go see this deer every other weekend. You know, he, <laughs> Sh- shared custody. <laughs> yeah. shared, shared custody. Because <laughs> he was kind of both of your deer. You know, you, you you worked hard raising them. You know, you're raising these these monster deer. You're probably it's probably because you're getting into Clark's. Uh, S- Steve, hit him magical. with that other question you had. That's one. what I was. That's okay. what I was leading into. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. So yeah, um, you know, you've got like you said, two 200 inch deer on the wall. Um, that's more than a lot of people ever see in their life, and yet you're still as passionate, you know, as as it seems like, you know, your whole life. Like it, it just it keeps getting more. You know what? What keeps you really going? I mean, you've already peaked,
2: and once, also let me, and
1: twice. Let me add to your question too: is you always hear the saying, which you know these people are are full of it when they say this. If I shot a deer like that, I'd quit.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: So how do you, you know, how do you keep motivated to? Like,
0: you have to think like I think I think they're joking when they say that. Right. Yeah. That's no, what yeah, I mean. It have to. Be. I, I've heard that a lot, and you know it. But the I thing about quit. it, is it's in your heart. You're gonna. You, right. You're passionate about it. You love shooting your bow. You love hunting a deer with your bow. It's, it's, right. Uh, but, I guess. your question what keeps me motivated to keep driving i I guess it's that just love for archery i i can be honest with you i haven't i haven't picked up a gun since and actually i killed that second one with a muzzleloader uh he went 207 and that i shot him with a muzzleloader uh that was the last time i shot a gun at a deer Hmm. My heart, and that was my hail mary because I had him close and couldn't get him shot with a bow. Right, right. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, <hey, you laughs> ahead yeah, um, That's all right. I've killed deer at six yards of the muzzle loader, man. Yeah. I'm like,
1: where the hell were you two days ago? <laughs> <No kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but,
0: but uh, no, I, I'm just super passionate about about archery, shooting a bow. I right. don't. I, it's just a boy. It's it's a it's a struggle to become one with your bow and be able to make in the, like we talked about a minute ago just in that moment be able to make it happen right. and there's a lot of guys that that uh don't pick up their bow until right before season and which is have, unfortunate and then have terrible stories to tell afterwards mm-hmm. uh and it's
1: unfortunate for them it's a more unfortunate for the deer yeah right yeah
0: well yeah. and then there's other guys that never pick up a bow and go out and kill and and you know it right. just it just it's all it's always Everybody's got their own stories, basically. Right. But I just, for me, I I love it so much that I I just try to put as much time as I can in, no matter what I'm doing. It's all everything's prep for archery season. That's what it's all about.
1: Okay, I know this doesn't matter, but I'm gonna ask you this question anyway. Because my dad killed a 191 inch mainframe eight pointer and 04, and. Uh, one of our buddies, Jim Burns, which is, I'm still burning and trying to get him in here for a podcast. That dude's knowledge is incredible on all levels. He's killed everything. Um, Jim goes, So what are you going to do now? My dad goes, Next year I'll kill a bigger one. And Jim just <laughs> belly laughed at him for about an hour straight. He's going to kill a bigger one next year. Oh my God. Which that's just my dad's motivation. You know, he probably knew deep down the chances of me killing a bigger one are rare. But I'm just gonna go ahead and say I'm gonna kill a bigger yeah, one. Yeah, why not? One because I'm just gonna have confidence in myself and go for it. My dad's killed a lot of great deer after. I think he killed a 165 inch typical ten the next year um, with a shotgun. But he he just he kills big deer. He just my dad knows his shit. But the thing is, it's like, do you think like, oh, I'll kill a bigger one? But I know that doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, but what's your like? Minimum? I guess I've moved, I've yeah,
0: moved on I, from the. I, the I've moved on from the score. Do you know what I'm to, saying though? Kind yeah, of. Like, I was gonna. I ask, know what you're saying.
1: What's I've,
3: the smallest deer you would feel comfortable shooting?
1: And that's the thing too. I'm not trying to say you know, the score is everything because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not everything. Right.
0: It's, it's what it is right. as a whole. So um, I guess I'm going for age, but right. more more over the top of that, I'd say uh, I'm going for. A relationship with that deer knowing that deer him being around for that long like right. uh, deer have different personalities you got homebodies you got travelers right. you got aggressive Absolutely. you got you, you, all these different personalities coming at you so if if you got if you've got a deer that you've seen picked up his sheds got trail cam picture after trail cam picture of him uh, encounter after encounter from him getting older you know that deer and when he's the right age it goes back to the age then you can uh you get him shot but it's not so then as far as the score goes it's it's out for me i just i'm looking for a relationship with that deer i try to pick one specific deer or two specific deer that i really want to hunt right. and i'll do whatever it takes to figure them out and outsmart them if i can see
1: that's cool that was the perfect
0: answer yeah. to
3: that, that question and awesome. i got and I, you know i was thinking of that exact question but i got another short one this would be a real quick answer um do you
0: ever shoot does? I mean, what's your doe management look like? Uh, the past couple of years, I've shot does late season because I never wanted to screw up a hunt. Early uh season. Early season in case that big one was walking by. So I, after we've killed bucks, then I... But actually, that's a terrible way of thinking because what happens if that doe was bred by one of those giants? Right. those yeah. got those genes in there. Now now you're playing games in your own mind thinking, boy, maybe I should have shot early that's season. That's a great which, point. Which, if you kill early season, now you're weeding out the does, so the buck's got to move Hunt more during or the run rut. harder. But then that gets into a whole other ball game because now I'm thinking... It can uh, go both ways, obviously. A buck isn't going to leave. That big buck's not going to leave his comfort zone. Right. Even during the rut, you're going to see him on his feet but I honestly feel he's not leaving outside of any area he's never been. Right, right. So he may only touch that corner of your property twice uh, that you're aware of ever, right. and he may get over there during the rut, but he's not going to go outside of that corner because he's, he's, he's it's outside right. of his zone. That's so,
1: the beautiful thing about being in the podcast side of the hunting industry is we there's always so many debatable topics, and everyone's got an input on it. So that's podcast security for us. And that's a big yep. question is, like, when do you shoot does? Me personally, I like to shoot them early, break the ice for the season. Yep. You know, I never actually really – I guess I've thought of that before. Like, you know, the does haven't been bred yet. You know, there's not there's not a, a doe that's already been bred by 170, you right. know, run around and then you shoot it. Well, then it deletes that breeding process maybe. I don't know. Who knows how it really goes down. Um, but, you know, I was just curious, some, someone that's really – experience in the whitetail woods that you wait till later season to shoot your doe and that makes sense you know th- there's a good chance of shooting a good deer in october right but you know first i try to shoot a doe first two weeks of hunting season and then i'm i'm pretty much once i get that first yeah down, icebreaker yeah the icebreaker yep. get one in no first... i like that that's i, I like that mine I'd... too is i'm really i wouldn't say i'm really superstitious but i'm uh oh, i don't know i guess i am to a point but i'm like deep connected like i get really connected to certain bows like yeah. that I don't want like the hoyt on the wall behind you I don't I won't get rid of that thing cuz I killed so many bucks with it and so sure. many deer with it I'm like I'm I'm just keeping this forever. Sure. But it's I don't know. I always like to kill a doe first couple weeks of season. Then once I get a doe down, if I get one down, then I'm just I'm done. I'm done until late late season. And if I get an opportunity when I'm like this doe's at 20 yards, mm. and it's perfect, and there's nothing else around. i got to shoot one. Yep. Then I will. And you yep.
4: need some meat in the freezer. Needs you know, and,
3: and the only time that situation's different is when you shoot one doe, and then another doe comes in about two minutes later, and I get that phone call of, hey, Steve, uh, guess what? Two does down. Sometimes <laughs> I'll... And, <laughs> and they're
1: in the bottom of the ravine. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. usually my call. Uh, yeah. if, if, that's normally how it goes for me but uh every time i call steve to uh take a dough out help me drag a dough out it's like oh, hey, yeah, i'll usually
3: i'll hold the flashlight for him yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh, yeah. that's a buddy
1: yeah I'm like hard. steve you want to help me pull this dough out <laughs> yeah i'll be right out there okay yeah just hold the flashlight make sure i don't smack branches off my <laughs> yeah, face cuz he's still in his pajamas yeah.
4: <laughs>
3: no i actually came i brought a truck one time <laughs> 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 it, it, it,
1: yeah, I drive a Subaru WRX, so we got Steve's dad's truck all covered in blood. So uh, there you go. <laughs> we made good work of it. Yep.
3: Hey, we sprayed it out. It was good.
1: But uh, so what, get... what? What are your goals for this season? We'll we'll get to this real quick because it's coming in
0: hot, man. It is too. It's scary because I am traveling for work and I don't want to be. Uh there is one specific deer that I am I am hunting. Uh, I guess my goals. I'll stop back up. Uh, my goals for the year: uh, get all of our work done before season starts right Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a lot of pruning there's a lot of food plots because that boy that late season hunting can be really good if you've got the food and uh, so we got to get all that done once all the work's done and all you got to do is walk to the tree and climb it and hunt that's that's a good feeling right uh you don't you just relax after that yeah i mean and it always like october 1st hunting is such a learning curve When you get in the tree for the first time for the year, you're like, oh, man, I forgot my release. It feels so weird. (laughs) Don't feel weird? You're scrambled. You're like,
4: okay, I feel like I forgot something, but I don't know what. And you're going through your pack, and you're like, god damn.
1: I have cringe when, like, this, hear me out here. People are like, oh, man, only 30 days or whatever till hunting season. Uh, I'm like, oh, son of a gun. And I'm like, I'm not even ready. It's just like once it comes, I'm like, all right, I'm ready. But the, the first day when you climb in there, you're like, Whoa! Is it really hunting season? It takes you three, four. But days. October
4: first, you have to go out. It's like oh, opening yeah. day, and you then gotta go. I always
1: have my shit ready
4: three days before that. And you're checking. I'm checking my pack every day, saying, "Right, do I have everything in there?".
3: You know yep. what's terrible though, when you go out there and you're like, "Oh, it's you know, it's fall." Because there's a lot of you know when it, when it's hunting season, it's like everything around you is making it better. Like you get all the pumpkin spice lattes and beer, pumpkin beers
1: and. Everything's Bent so River good. Sweet potato ales out. Yes, sir. Bonfires are kicking up.
3: But when you go out there and it's like seventy-eight degrees and the bugs are after you oh, and you're man. just like, dude, come on.
1: Nothing makes me more you mad know? when it's like almost eighty degrees and I'm in a tree just sweating. No, it's
0: yeah, that's yeah, for the birds. The day the day I killed uh, the two eleven. That first, that's the first two hundred. Uh, I. It was eighty eighty five degrees that day. Oh, and I, really, I Love. walked in. I walked in with vertigo on uh, the. Well, I don't remember. It was, it was a lighter. It was a lighter vertigo suit. Mossy right. Oak camos before they switched over. But anyways, right. I walked in with that on, and I. Oh man, I was soaking wet, sweaty. The wind <laughs> was good, thank goodness, or that hunt wouldn't have come together. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Better have six old on your tree. Oh. Yeah. It's like well, you know, when we talked about
3: Florida. Like, just started – like, his rut is apparently happening in Florida. Like, I, August, uh I don't know anything
1: about southern rut, man. I thought it oh. was, like, December, honestly. Yeah, that's kind
3: of what I thought, too. But, like, wh- what was the month uh, – so, we're in August. or was it? June, June 30th. Like, deer season opened in Florida. Like, could you imagine – Trying to sit in a stand. there. Is that there. real?
1: Did it really open in June? Um, it yeah, was July. 30, I have no idea. Oh, oh ju- wait. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I think it was June 30th. It yeah, was I, early. I don't know anything about opened, it. Open
3: like really early. Like, dude, could you imagine being down there in that hot, hot heat?
0: My uh, my yeah. wife and I went down to Daytona Supercross, and after the first year, it's like March or May or something. Anyway, the Daytona Supercross, whenever it was, uh, we went to Bass Pro. They had a Bass Pro down there in Florida. Oh well, yeah, and of course. I thought, well, we'll go to the Bass Pro. This is going to be funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and there's some we, real rednecks in, in Florida. Florida. Yeah, oh, they got dude, some fishing lures. All have numbers on them <laughs> and little sponsors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, uh, no kidding, they're, they're state record white tails and full velvet mounted, full body right there. It's like two thirty. It's freaky looking. Like really, drop tines everywhere. I mean, looks like a Midwest white tail, only a.
4: That was probably the only one in Florida. I think so. Somebody
0: yeah. somebody must have hauled it in on a trailer and kicked it out. I don't know how. It was there. <laughs> they had an
4: uh, occasion and they just let it go in the yeah, shot
1: Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> mean, don't know. you see all the time, like out east, whatever eastern state, like the record.
0: I shouldn't now. say that. I'm taking away from that guy if he legitimately shot that deer. <laughs> oh, <okay. yeah, laughs> right? Good
3: well, for I mean, him. You, you like can that. imagine that. northern the, Florida is right uh, border in Georgia. You know, right, so
1: right. Eh, it could happen. The one episode, this guy's like working class bow hunter, huh? The one guy who shot that deer. He and he's like,
2: screw
0: this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. how so I threw that in there. Just <laughs> Right. We love he's you. Like, he's Good like, job. When, I,
3: when I wore my boat shoes and my cargo shorts up into the stand. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you have to. I mean, <laughs> just
1: Florida seems so far away. And, and it is. It's just a different thing, man. It's, it's not just a, an different, Illinois, a whole different climate
4: down there. It's from weird.
1: From Illinois whitetails, it is. Right. It is different. Yep. Um, Ross, we're nearing the end. Anybody you want to give a shout out to or anything you uh, got to say before we get off the
0: I would take it off the air, but we're not live. Wow! Well, uh, shout out. Uh, I honestly uh, can't think of anybody off the top that I want to shout out. Shout to. out your Facebook, maybe your or, wife or something or kids. <laughs> <laughs> I threw them out in the, men- in the beginning. Oh there, yeah, so. mm-hmm. they got, the, they got uh, threw them out. All right. And one sixty four. I think we touched on everything. One sixty four outdoors on Facebook. So. I uh, uh, respect the game. respect the game. TV. There That's a go. good one. You know, we'll make sure we have all the links to this stuff in the description. The, well, the, the, the,
3: the, the season, the series is good now, you know, now they got the star on there. Well, yeah. well I'm talking <laughs> about Clark Cummings, of course, but you're s- on there, too, <laughs> Oh, too now. sure, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no,
0: we, we better I, hit this guy with some like rapid-fire questions.
1: Batman and Robin, man. Oh, yeah, we'll hit you with some rapid-fire
0: We haven't done quick. that in oh, yeah. a while. We I gotta do forgot. that.
3: So, right. Right. we've got don't some rapid- fire. Don't look at the screen. We're gonna hit you with with real quick questions. Uh, you just do whatever. One, you one answer. word answer. If, you, if you have
1: to elaborate, you can. But yeah, if, go ahead. But so. All right. Favorite camo. real tree. Favorite outdoor magazine. Ooh,
0: Peterson's bow honey. Oh, nice.
1: I would say I would ask you favorite bow brand, but we know. I'm not going to even ask you the next one. It was second favorite bow brand, but we don't need to get into that. Backstrap or jerky. Uh, Jerky. Jerky. Ooh. Favorite outdoor related TV show besides Respect the Game? <laughs>
0: Muddy's Midwest Whitetail. Yeah,
1: there you All go. All right. Um, this is self serving. We're going to ask it anyway. What is your favorite outdoor podcast?
0: I'll be darn well. Uh, I got to think a while on that one. We'll come hey, back well, to it. We'll come back to <laughs> we'll it. Come, come back, to it. back if you would. Okay,
1: this one, we, we kept a tally. We haven't asked these, these rapid fire questions for a while. Your favorite podcast host. Ooh, you gotta, you gotta throw. Why a do hole, you ask I... those? Because it's a, it's it's a competition it's between us. Is it yes. a competition?
3: Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Uh, really. No, it's oh, yeah. not a competition. I'm putting on a clinic. Eric's but... in the lead, so yeah. you... no, no, he's not. You can't tell him that before we do this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Guarantee, guys. I,
3: I got
0: more history with Kurt. I gotta go with Kurt. Do oh, you, want... If you yes. want an answer? Kurt's Kurt finally yes. gets
3: one. I think. Yeah. He I might like have two. Two. He might have two. For some reason.
1: I everyone hates me. If someone's going to hit someone up on Facebook, it's Steve or no, Eric. No, it's mostly Eric. I, mean, I don't know why,
4: but everyone uh, messages me or they pick me. I don't know. Probably
3: cuz they're like, I don't want to talk to those two loudmouth jackasses. I'll talk to Eric. <laughs> 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 probably
1: what it is. I'll talk to the one yeah. Iowa boy. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's like Kurt, that guy's not that cool. i don't I'm like talk Illinois. To Steve and Eric. All right, back back to um, back to hunting related. Morning yeah. or favorite. After, oh. Uh, morning or afternoon hunts. We
0: skipped the midday segment on you. You did too. Ooh. Well, there went my answer. I uh, I like mornings, honestly. Mornings. Evenings, uh, if you need me to elaborate or don't, I don't Go know. Go ahead, you can. Evenings are, uh, I guess, more fun because you get to see more deer. But I like seeing the cruising in the morning. Right. Uh, catching that surprise deer walking through. For sure. Uh, I, I like that early morning. watching sure. the Watching the timber come to uh, life. There's Go something ahead.
1: about that crisp air in the morning oh, in November, is. you know.
0: Beautiful. Um,
3: favorite. This is hunting. Favorite. Pro wrestler. I lied.
1: I don't watch wrestling. Thank you. That's the worst <laughs> answer I've ever heard.
4: That's the best answer we've ever heard on that question.
1: Hang on or ladder stands? Hang on all day.
0: Oh, yeah. Lone um, wolf. Coming from the guy that yeah. has 300 lone wolves. Yeah, we looked barn. at those. I was There's like... only 290. There's okay, only 290.
2: All, right. right all right. So,
1: Not so uh, we're working class people and we like to let loose when we can. So we like to enjoy our alcohol. Are you a beer or a liquor guy?
0: Look, uh, whiskey. What are you going to drink? If if you,
1: you shot a 200 inch deer, you're going to go home and celebrate with your, with your, with your people. What are you going to drink? Crown. Crown. And Barks root beer. Barks root beer.
3: (laughs) Everybody (laughs) told me that. I was like, Crown and Barks? That's awesome.
1: I've never heard that before. That's a unique answer. Um,
3: if you guys want to kill 200 inch deer, Crown and Barks root beer.
0: What's your dream hunt? My dream hunt? Uh, an early morning, Uh, watching an elk. Bugle Ooh. and the steam come out. Oh yeah! About thirty-two seconds before I shoot him. Thirty-two <laughs> seconds. That is
4: exactly. that is the most detailed we answer we've had. Most people just say an elk hunt. That you was know? beautiful. That, that somebody's was been awesome. thinking about I this. Love that.
1: Okay, this question is probably offensive to someone, but we're gonna ask it anyway. And this is like attractive women in the outdoors. We're going. To. This is such a dude question. It not it, even ask it. yeah, Whatever. It's who we are. Okay. Judge if you will. Yeah. Eva Shockey. Tiffany
0: Likoski or other,
1: who's your female inspiration in the outdoors? As other words, boy, I'd too. have
0: said Nicole Reeves for the longest time. I mm-hmm. uh, I may have to stick with that. I, Eva's pretty cool too, but and I like a lot of what Eva st- stands for and does too. So I
1: don't know. I'm kind of torn between the two. We, we would all three of us pick Melissa Bachman. Would you? Yeah, oh, we yeah. love oh, her. She, dude, yeah. she's awesome. She's been on the episode on the on the show a couple times. She's great. Really? Yeah, she's awesome. Cool. Well, you uh, should have given me that option. Uh, I should've we said <laughs> other. other we said other. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: well. <laughs>
1: Favorite tree stand snack.
4: Oh, here we go.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Here we go. Man, I It's a tough one. Honestly, I think it's uh Welch's uh what fruit snacks? Oh yeah. Oh, oh, buddy. Yeah, the rappers sucked to unwrap while you're yeah. up there and making noise, but I, I do it I usually do lot. it in Oh oh yeah, smart. No, I usually do it in uh inside the backpack term Oakland and or just eat them before you right. get to the tree stand. You know. Yeah. yeah, I've done that, too, and then you're then you're really disappointed two hours later when you're like, Damn, I wish I had a, I wish to I try had a to snack. snack. I'm right always disappointed <laughs> two hours after I
2: haven't eaten. Okay. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
0: if you could pick
1: one superhero power, Ooh. what would it be? Dang. You can't say invisible. This is
0: deep. I can't say that? Or fly. You can't say fly. You can say anything else besides fly. That's everyone's answer. Come on. Yeah. Uh, okay, if I can't fly, I wish that... I kind of wish I was like Gadget Man and I could just extend my legs and reach up, so I didn't have to tie my safety harness on. Inspector and Gadget, climb the tree. <laughs> you
4: want to be Inspector Gadget? That <laughs> is awesome. pretty. That's awesome. is that is no superhero, is really. <laughs> but hey, so you uh, just like extend your legs and then extend it up and then stand in your stand. Yeah. Oh, he sits or,
3: in there. Go Go Gadget, Elite Impulse, thirty one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is a great ass answer.
1: <laughs> <Da-na-na-na-na-na>. <laughs> that's the Ross best. bigger. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: fixed or mechanical broadheads? Oh uh, boy, I was I was mechanical for the longest time and I'm fixed all day now.
1: Okay, I can understand. <laughs> fixed um, fixed. Slick
0: trick all day. Viper trick, honestly. That's mm.
1: this one's a kind of a funny question. I don't even remember or even asking anyone this. Wearing what's your opinion on wearing camo outside of the woods? Outside of the woods. Uh is <laughs> he wearing camo on right now? <laughs> I got camo shorts on too as well. Yeah. Well you
3: okay. never know. You never know. Hey, that, I uh Well we're you, talking like dress
0: camo. I'm a, I'm a cargo camo shorts guy as well. <laughs> okay. I no, I I rock the camo. Well right. Right I mean you. I I am not Well
3: good. when in Rome do as the Romans do and you're in We all Biggs rock camo. So, why you know. do we,
1: why do we act why is that question even on there? I'm deleting that one because we all wear camo. That one's coming right. Every off day. Right it's off. Face paint or face mask? Face paint. Okay. Oh, face paint guy, huh? Well,
0: it's more just facial hair and then fill in the On rest. On the cheeks. Yeah. You know? go, go, go the manly route. Okay. Right.
1: Okay. okay. Date with a supermodel or 500 acres of hunting ground for
0: a weekend? Well, I'm married, so that's an easy answer for me. Okay. <laughs> Good <laughs> answer. Good answer. It would have been easy before that. I, I'd go with the 500. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's, it's, a, it's oh, yeah. fair. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, I think that's about it. If you got anything else to add, you know, you can add it in. We are going to do another episode before hunting season. That's a given. Because yeah, I can I'd think of like a hundred more episodes. We I'd love do. to come back. So. You're, hey, you're welcome anytime. Do, you, do you...
4: you rent out lone wolf stands? I might have to rent some from you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Dude, you can probably <laughs> just take
3: them. He's not going to notice <laughs> and get them. <laughs> miss it. Good lord, that was a stack like four and a half feet high. I've, I've got them numbered,
1: man. That, uh, that, I'm that sure you do. he <laughs> did. He would know. Trust me, he would know. Well, it's working, been fun. Workingclassboner.com. Get on our Facebook. We're doing that HHA giveaway. It ends August 19th. Um, you guys want to add anything else for right now? Thanks, Ross. No. I mean, hey, thanks thanks for, for having me, guys. Honestly, yeah. I'd,
0: I'd love to come back.
1: So. You are welcome back anytime. We'll get you and Clark in on an episode together. but That'd no, be again. fun. Oh, That'd be a good time. No, yeah. Anytime. You're Absolutely. welcome back. You let us know when you want to do another one. If you want to do one this weekend, you're more welcome to come back and do one.
3: it. Where can we find uh, Respect the Game?
0: Uh, on Sportsman's Channel. Boom. Elite's website Or Vimeo, Vimeo Vimeo I do not know how to how pronounce it How do you pronounce that? that? I think
3: it's Vimo
0: Vimo I call I it know, it Yeah, because there's, there's no Vimo Yeah, it's Vimo It's gotta be Vimo I call it Vimeo Yeah, because it, it does... looks like Vimeo Either way That's where I mean, that, that's the place to go Because you can go through Any episode you want right, uh, right If your DVR's not set To respect the game you're missing out on uh mm-hmm. the episodes and then you're only getting them piece by piece. You can get on there right. and uh watch anything you want. Even uh commercials that they're putting together. Yeah. I mean, they got some killer commercials uh mm-hmm. coming out. So it It's a great show. Yeah. Uh really one
3: one sixty four outdoors, you're on Facebook. Are you on Instagram?
0: Yes I am. Oh you are. Ross Bigger two nineteen. At a boy. Okay. That's well, my motocross racing number has been for a long time. So Okay. Well, all this information
1: hey. we're going to put in the description of the episode. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, it's getting close to hunting season. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. But you ask yourself, get out there, get your trocam cam set, get the stands tuned up. It's and coming. What? And then what? It's time to kill some deer boys and girls. Let's well, do how, this. how you gonna do that? What do you gotta do? Go shoot your
4: bow. There you go. Boom. All right, we love on. you.
1: Thanks, guys. Later.